This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Dunk. Pauline Blomfield, uh, welcome to the radio show. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. Let's climb straight into it. So what is K9MD? So K9MD is canine medical detection, and we are training dogs to detect cancer. So basically we are using dogs as a diagnostic tool uh, to alert us for early detection of cancer. Can, can you talk me through the science and behind it, or is this a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, snake oily, and you've uh, just got some dogs that every now and again do a couple of barks, and then it's no longer your problem, you take the money and run? No, no, absolutely not. So... The dogs are sniffing urine samples and not people. So because it's Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, uh, I just want to make sure that everyone does understand that the dogs don't sniff people. (laughs) So everyone out there, please relax. You know, when I start talking about prostate cancer, I can almost sense a collective clenching buttocks out there. (laughs) And uh, our dogs do not go anywhere near people. So everyone relax. So I guess, how, I mean, in terms of how you train them, you have to get positive samples and you have to get negative samples. Is that the process? Could you talk us through how it works? Obviously, it's not something that we could train our dogs up at home for. And are there specific dogs that work better than others? Okay, so first question, yes, there is a real uh, science aspect to it, and yes, we do. When we start off training the dogs, we actually grow the cancer cells in the laboratory so that we know that we're getting 100% pure cancer, and that's uh, the odour that we're training the dogs on. So scientifically, the dogs are not detecting the cancer cells. They are detecting the volatiles or the odour that comes off those cells, and that's what we're training on. So we start at 100%, just to teach the dogs, hey, this is what we want you to tell us about. Get really excited when you smell that odour. And then we work right the way down to 5%. Now, just to give you an example, canine Levi, who is training to detect bowel cancer, he is picking up bowel cancer at 0.3%. Wow. So... That's you know, insane. It is amazing. So to understand how that kind of works as well, you sort of have to know a little bit about a dog and uh, basically the part of a dog's brain that's devoting to analysing smells is 40 times larger than that of a human. Uh, humans have 5 million scent receptors in their nose. A dog has got 255 million. Whoa. Wow. So, uh, what, what's the, I mean, the end goal is, you know, you want the dogs to be able to s- smell cancer, um, but what actually in a day-to-day uh, running of, of a cancer dog, how would that work? Do you get uh, sent off to an appointment like you would for a blood test? And then what levels, like say if you've got, I don't know, like a very minute amount of um, cancerous cells in your body, are they picking that up? Yes, basically. So the ultimate aim is to be able to either have the doctor give you an option to give a urine test for our dogs to train on and to to determine whether or not there's cancer present, or you could even go into the chemist and buy a kit yourself. I mean, you know, when we're talking about prostate cancer, let's be honest, how many men are going to go to the doctor when they're feeling fine in order to have a rectal examination? It's not too um, high on most people's lists except for Jay's. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm in weekly. I just want to make sure that I'm staying on top of things. So I often, I often ask for a second opinion as well. Uh, no, I... I, 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 I we're, all, we're all very proud. Uh, agree, I mean, agreed. What can a dog 
not detect because it seems that you can use them to find explosives. Uh, a friend of mine wanted to ask you um, how you can get around them finding out if you're carrying drugs on them. Uh, and then obviously now with cancer, what, can they detect things like COVID would be a great one at the moment. If you could walk them past people and find out if they've got COVID. So instead of getting busted 400 bucks for carrying in two cherry tomatoes unwittingly in your in your kid's bag, uh, they could be going through the airport when people are landing and, and picking up people that are potentially carrying COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, what we work on is if something has an odour, we can train a dog to detect it. So dogs are absolutely incredible. You know, like we've said about the number of scent receptors they have, they can also filter uh, different layers of scent so they can filter out all the rest of the rubbish of what they can smell and just focus on the one thing that they've been trained for. The problem that we have with COVID is that what we really need the dogs for is to check for people that aren't showing any clinical signs. They're called asymptomatic. So they may feel fine, but they actually have the virus. That's what we want to train the dogs for. But again, there's a lot of science behind it. You know, the, the virus is changing all the time. So, uh, so there's a lot of work that goes into that. And, you know, we talk about COVID, but at the end of the day, here in New Zealand, we've got over 60 people every day being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, I'm actually a Bell Cancer New Zealand a- ambassador, and um, they just sent me through the stats. Uh, for this December, I'm promoting December Beard. Um, 250 Kiwis are going to be diagnosed with Bell Cancer in December alone, and 100 will die. That's right. And that's, that's our focus, you know, for Bell Cancer. And particularly here in the South, we have the highest numbers. What we really want to do is to be able to help the health system and say we can help prioritise those patients that maybe or maybe not need that colonoscopy because, you know, the surgeons and the health system can't keep up. So if our dogs can help people under that surveillance list, then that's going to be absolutely massive. And um, tell me, uh, uh, what the dogs are picking up, is that not available at the moment to be picked up by modern medicine with, say, blood tests? No. No, it's not, and that's the really exciting thing for us. We have to look at it and say, look, out there in New Zealand, there's some awesome diagnostic tests available for some cancers, but not for other cancers. So if we can train the dogs to detect the odour from bowel cancer, for instance, then what we can take that and we can put that in a laboratory to find the markers. We're saying, what is it that the dogs can smell? We don't know. So if we can create a laboratory test out of that, then that's amazing. That's going to save so many lives. What cancers, I mean, I guess if we're focusing on the big old rust, what cancers can they detect? Are we talking bowel, testicular, uh, rectal colon, uh, lung, I don't know, whatever, whatever other cancers, pancreatic, can it, can it go across the full range? Yes, absolutely. There is absolutely no reason why not. As as I say, if you break it down back to that something has an odour, we can train a dog to detect it. That is so so wild. Yeah, I mean, they're absolutely amazing. They really are. And as I say, uh, with Frida now, she did her validation uh, for prostate cancer and she scored 100%. So we had 200 samples put out for her. Some were negative, some were positive, and she was 100% correct. 
this is like actually blowing my mind. Like with all the advancements in modern medicine over the last, um, you know, 150 years, mm. and then this, this thing has been sitting beside us in, in our lounges and been capable of this the whole time. Like it just seems wild that um, I don't even know. But is the government throwing money at this, or are you guys fundraising the, for the research? Oh gosh, I wish we are fundraising for the research, and we have we need as much support from the community as we can uh, to really make that reality. I mean, what we're doing now is just part of a process, so we have to go through the same type of really robust and rigorous standing for any new test. You know, we're creating a new diagnostic test. But dogs have been used for years and years. You know, we've got the guide dogs and we've got hearing dogs and we've got mobility dogs. We've got the dogs at the airport, police dogs that can track down offenders. So we've been using dogs for all this time. And when I started Canine MD a few years ago, basically it's saying we're using these dogs out in the community for these things. Why aren't we using them for cancer detection, for medical detection? You know, New Zealand's got one of the highest rates of cancer in the world. To me, it was just a no-brainer. The other thing, I mean, we've got a full science team. It's not just about the dogs. We've got professors, associate professors, doctors, surgeons, all working with us. So everything's peer-reviewed, everything's checked. So uh, we're making sure that at the end of the day when we've got this test and you are asked to pee in a cup for it, you actually have full confidence. Okay, Pauline, how much do you need and where do we send it? Because there, there will be a lot of people that have been affected or had loved ones affected by any number of cancers that are just absolutely infuriated at the current system and how it operates or they feel that it's too sluggish or it's not operating at an optimal space and that's nothing against the oncologists that are working so hard. It's just like you said, when those numbers that Dunk was talking about alone, 100 people are going to pass away next month of bowel cancer and how many will be diagnosed with it? 250 or something you yeah. said. There is, those are just unsurmountable numbers. So any help that we can get and looking at things differently, we can't just keep hammering on the same track and expect there to be a different result when populations are going through the roof and the comorbidity factors for these cancers uh, are starting to back up. How much do you need? Where do we send the money? Basically, go to our website, uh, K9, which is the letter K and the number 9MD.org.nz. Uh, there's a site on there that can donate. I have to raise per cancer per year $250,000. So at the moment, we've got two cancers. That's $500,000 a year that I have to raise. Next year, another, oh, quite passionate about this, is ovarian cancer. It's the silent killer. Uh, one woman in New Zealand every 48 hours dies from ovarian cancer. Oh, my gosh. See, once again, oh, it, so just, it infuriates me. Just, it absolutely makes me rage that we cannot get around this. Like, it is just such, if, if there was a dollar out of every 10, once again we say this, mm. that was put towards yeah. this early detection because I guess when everyone says the earliest detection is your greatest defence against this uh, because if you've got it, by the time you figure out, the horse is bolted and it's too hard to come back from. That's right. And, you know, that's the whole thing. It's, it's not just the, the unfortunate person that has it. It's all their family, you know, around them. That Their whole lives are just absolutely shattered. And as you can appreciate from my point of view, you know, working through all this, making sure everything happens, that everything's done correctly, you know, we have to get ethics approval and we have to do all the paperwork. And then at the same time, you know, you're working like mad trying to raise the dollars to actually make it happen. 
But, you know, we've got to pay for a trainer. We've got to pay for all laboratory work, sterilizers, equipment. The dogs are picked up in the morning, so you've got to have a van. You've got to have someone that drives it that goes out there and collects them. And it just goes on and on. And we are literally hamstrung because of lack of finance. It infuriates me. I'm just like, how can the government not be funding this when you guys are 100% proven? Like 200 <laughs> samples out of 200 samples. This is like people's lives. It's so important. Absolutely. I mean, you can imagine it does my head in. Yeah. You know, mm. what, what I'm trying to do. And I mean, we talked about Frida for uh, canine Frida for prostate cancer. We've got canine Levi. He did 400 samples for bowel cancer. Two lots of tests, 100% and 98% success. Oh so there is there's nothing, there is nothing that compares. And to be honest, we've also checked internationally. So right here in Dunedin, it's world leading. There is nothing that matches it. And I'm struggling to get the money in. Pauline, <laughs> we, I'll have you on the show every week until the government funds this because mm. it just seems outrageous. Even just get updates where you guys are at because um, I think it's one in three New Zealanders die of, of cancer. And, and early detection, you just like completely bypass the whole stage three, stage four thing. Like, um, it's ridiculous. I'm yeah. banging yeah. my head against a brick wall and I've only just found out about this. <laughs> well, if every person that has cancer or has a loved one that has cancer gave $50, that would cover it uh, probably tenfold. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing. I hear so many heartbreaking stories and, and I have to say, look, I can't. I can't help you because at the end of the day, I'm hamstrung, you know, if the, if money wasn't an issue, then I can have, you know, pancreatic cancer, all these others, you can you can get cracking and do it because we've set up, we've spent a lot of time on our methodologies, protocols, all of those sorts of things to ensure that everything is absolutely at the highest level it can be. So you can just go from one to another. You know what you're doing. Uh, we are going to get right around this. And 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 this the people that listen to this show in particular make a difference. The people that listen to this station make a difference. Uh, and even if it's telling somebody your story, the difference will begin to be made. So we, if you text K9MD to 3520, it will send you straight to the donation page. If you've ever been affected by cancer, if you've lost a loved one to cancer, if you have it yourself, this, I see, is a tried and true way of making a difference for generations to come. This is once again planting trees, the shade of which you'll never sit beneath, which is what we need to be doing. Thank you, and it just does my heart good to hear you say that. Pauline, keep up the amazing work you're doing, and obviously you will because you're very passionate, um, and it's not that um, often that I guess you have the potential to change the outcomes of so many New Zealanders, like a third of the five million people that live in New Zealand, um, if this becomes mainstream and gets the funding it needs, um, will be directly affected by this, and if not indirectly, incredible. Like oh, It's not often we do we get an interview on the show, and I've been doing radio a long time, that my mm. mind isn't absolutely blown, and uh, it absolutely is. Thank you. I mean, it's great, as you can appreciate. It's a hard road to travel, and bureaucracy can throw a few rocks on those roads for you at times. Uh, and at the end of the day, this comes back to I sat there and I said to my husband, why isn't this being done? We can do this. So a bit of a uh, Kiwi can-do attitude and got stuck in, and here we are. So it can happen, uh, and we just, desperately need the support of the New Zealanders to back us to make it happen. 
Yeah, I think we. Uh, I think we just go at it, team. Without the without the government support, I think this is something that we can take upon ourselves to make a difference. And we've got the vehicle. We just need to gas it up. Yeah. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk.